Tune your ear to wisdom. Cry aloud for understanding. If you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Welcome to Project Philippians, a deep dive into one of the richest treasure mines in Scripture. I'm delighted to have you join me today for another excavation into an amazing 2,000-year-old book. Hi, friends. Welcome back. Well, we are still following Paul and Silas through the city of Philippi and all their incredible adventures up to and including a prison cell, uh, midnight worship service, and a miraculous earthquake that shook them and shook a jailer. And it shook him awake physically and spiritually, and his life was absolutely turned upside down. Actually, I don't think that's quite right. If you asked him, I think he would say that his life had been upside down all along, and now his life had finally been turned right side up, and everything changed. And uh, it's that actually that we're going to be looking at more specifically today as we look at the transformation in the jailer's life. So let's start with some prayer. Oh, holy God, thank you so much for your book and for this story and for those words. And Lord, help us to piece apart what it means for us and how it should shape and impact our lives and our hearts. We need your spirit to do that. And that's what we ask for. In Jesus' name, amen. So now we're going to take a look at this man's life, the transformation that happened in his heart. And as I read through these verses, I want you just to be looking specifically for the clues and the evidence that his his life was truly, genuinely transformed. So we're going to back up to some of the verses from last week, verse 30. Uh, he said, this is Acts 16, verse 30, he brought them out, the jailer did, and he said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said to him, believe in the Lord Jesus and you shall be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him, together with all who were in his house. And he took them at that very hour of the night and washed their wounds. And immediately he was baptized, he and all his household. And he brought them into his house, and he set, his, he set food before them and rejoiced greatly, having believed in God with his whole household. We'll stop there. I am just uh, really struck by how much life change is packed into these few short verses. When's the last time you've been around a brand new Christian? He's somebody who's still just excited about what God has done and that they've just, it's as if they just see it more clearly. Sometimes it takes being around a, a new Christian to revive our hearts. I was just this last Sunday, um, went to an evening service, a potluck, and I saw um, a man I hadn't seen there before. So I just went up to him, um, introduced myself, and he told me, his name, and then he said, I'm 70 years old, and I just became a Christian four weeks ago. And I said, wow, that's amazing. Tell me your story. And he went on to tell me how he was just uh, alone. He's a divorced man. He was alone, I think, in a hotel, and he just happened to turn on a YouTube video that was some preacher preaching the gospel story of repentance. And this man, his name's Al, he said, I just, I had never heard that I needed to repent. He said, I had believed in God, but I'd never heard this story before. And so he said, right there on my hotel bed, I just said, Lord, I hope you have a lot of time because I've got a lot to repent about. And he said he'd spent the next couple hours just crying and repenting. 
And ever since then, his life has just been changed. And he found this church and he started coming. It's just an incredible story. It was so exhilarating to listen to this man, this 70-year-old man who's just, it's like his life was brand new all over again. And uh, it was just thrilling. And I love those stories, and I love to see it here in this scripture too. So I told you, we're looking for specific clues in these verses that this man's life was transformed. Did you see some? So the first one that comes to my mind is that he didn't keep it to himself. He wanted to involve his whole family. Did you notice that in verse 32? It says, the, uh, Paul and Silas spoke the word of the Lord to him together with all who were in his house. So I'm just picturing this jailer saying, wait, don't don't just tell me. I got to bring my family down here. I got to tell them all about this. And and he wants his whole family to hear the story. And, and they do. And they're all, they're all baptized. They're all saved that very night. The next thing I notice is that this man's life is suddenly filled with compassion. This hardened, grisly old Roman soldier who used to use his swords against the prisoners, is now so filled with compassion that all he can see is the prisoner's wounds. And Luke, um, the author Luke, takes pains to to point out the, the improbability of it. He says, at this very hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. You can just really feel the warmth of his compassion, can't you? And just envision him taking these men as they are probably limping out of the prison and um, into what we find out to be his, his living room, his dining room, and he, he washes their wounds. He, he tenderly and carefully cleanses their wounds and their bruises, ministering to their needs out of just an inner sense of true compassion and sympathy. It's just a, a beautiful transformation. The next thing I see is that he is all into this. This is not just some surface level adoption of a new belief system. The way I know is because he's baptized. And this is an evidence that he wants to be completely immersed and submerged into this new empire that he is swearing allegiance to. He wants Jesus to be his Lord, and he wants everyone to know it. And so he and his whole family are baptized right there on the spot. It's so exciting to me when I uh, see new Christians who say, I want, I, want to, I want to be all in. I want, to, I want to be baptized right now. Why should I wait? You know, some, some churches, I think today, I think we uh, are so concerned with making sure that everybody believes all the exactly right doctrines before we baptize them. That sometimes we, uh, we can wait years before we baptize people. And uh, that's just not the pattern in, in the New Testament. We've seen it already with Lydia, and it was earlier uh, with the Ethiopian that Philip met. As soon as they were saved, it's like, I want this, and I want to be completely sold out to this. I'm all in. And so he gets baptized and his whole family gets baptized. And then again, his just his heart for service is another evidence of his transformation. In verse 20, 34, he says, he brought them into his house. Just think about that for a minute. Imagine a police officer bringing a, an arrested criminal into his dining room and putting food on the table for them. It's like, honey, bring the best food over. Let's feed these men. It's just such a striking picture. He feeds them. He eats with them. He's fellowshipping with his new 
friends. <laughs> a few hours ago, they were crazy criminals down in the inner prison, and now they are his dearest friends. It's so beautiful. The final evidence of the, this man's transformed life comes in this verse 34, where it says, he rejoiced greatly. This man has now filled with joy. It says he rejoiced greatly, having believed in God together with his whole household. The word for joy in this verse is not the typical Greek word for joy that we're going to come up with over and over again in, uh, in Philippians. It's a special word. It is a, a word that is always used of a spiritual joy. The same word is used back in chapter 8, uh, 839, where uh, Philip had just baptized the eunuch. And uh, then he, when the eunuch came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away and the eunuch saw him no more, but he went on his way rejoicing. It's the same idea here. It, this is an, a jump up and down type of joy. It's a pump your fist in the air type of joy. This is That's what this word means. And so you can see this, this Philippian jailer, he's just overwhelmed with enthusiastic excitement that not only he, but his whole household has come to find a new king, a new emperor. The Lord Jesus has taken over his household and he can't be excited enough. It's such a thrilling picture, isn't it? I just heard this story over the weekend from a pastor of an Alabama church. And uh, the, the men who made the movie Jesus Revolution go to his church. And if you haven't seen that movie, by the way, you've got to go see it. It's an astounding movie. And uh, there's one scene in the movie where there's this mass baptism where all these people are coming out onto a beach and going out and getting baptized. And as the pastor explained that on the set, the day where they were filming this, they needed to go out and, and uh, hire a bunch of extras to just come in and, and play the role of these people getting baptized. And so they had all these hundreds of ac actors coming in off the streets and getting baptized in the water. And the producers of the movie tell the story that many of these people, when they came up out of the water, they were changed. The expression on their face showed it. And they went back onto the beach and they were looking for people to ask, what's going on here? What is this all about? And many of them, they said, were saved that day. Many of them heard the gospel and were saved, which is kind of funny where they, they get baptized first and then they get saved. It's a little backwards. But anyways, that's the picture of the excitement that this jailer had. The excitement of being baptized, the excitement of having new dear friends, but most of all, the excitement of having the Lord Jesus as his Lord for him and his whole family. And just think of that. Think of how his life, the vector of his life was permanently transformed and changed. He was going one direction. His family was going one direction. And now it's entirely turned right side up and their whole family and his descendants, who knows what kind of an impact he and his children would have on that region of the world. Just a tr huge transformation. It is so exciting to see this. And I'm just... I'm just reminded when I read this of how much I want to recapture, re-embrace that type of lifestyle change. Sometimes when we have been saved for a long time, you know, the enthusiasm fades and the, the thrill and the commitment fades. And I just love when I read verses like this, how it reminds me that that's who I want to be all the time. I want that enthusiasm. I want that compassion. I want that devotion. I want to include my family in it. I want to be all in. 
That's the type of man I want to be. I want to be like the Philippian jailer all the time. And I want that for you too, my friends. So let me pray. Lord God Almighty, thank you so much for reminding us again today of how thrilling it is to be transformed and to be renewed and to be sold out to a new king. And we're just grateful for this reminder. And I pray for those who are listening, Lord God, that they too be reminded of the joy that they once had, that pumping your fist in the air type of joy that the Lord Jesus has come to reign in my life. Let that be so in our lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. It's been an honor to have you spend this time with me, but don't let it end here. May the words of God continue to resonate in your heart transform your life until the day you meet a glorious King and Savior face to face.